everybody, and welcome to another episode of Book Goodies Author Seri- Author Interview Series of Podcasts. My name is Deborah Carney. I'm your host, and today I'm joined by um, author Amy Weber. How are you, Amy? I'm fantastic, thank you. Why don't you um, introduce yourself to the folks and tell us a little bit about you and your current projects? That sounds great. Well, again, my name is Amy Weber. I'm originally from the Midwest. I'm from Illinois. And, um, you know, I have a lot of projects going on right now. A couple that I'm especially proud of is, you know, my book called An Insider's Guide to Making It in Show Business. And, um, you know, people always wondered why I would go out and write a book, but it was really born out of, you know, me owning a modeling agency here in Los Angeles, California, and I also represented commercial talent. And I just really found, I was really mystified by the fact that so many people would move out from their small little towns to try to pursue, you know, a career in the entertainment industry, but they really had no skills, they had no idea or any sort of concept about what it really took to make it in this kind of tough, really rigid, very, you know, um, crazy business. So I thought, gosh, I just wish that, you know, I had had some sort of insider and that could tell me, you know, some great hints and things to do to help me along. And then I realized that I was pretty much an insider and I had had some really wonderful success and great luck and blessings. And so I wrote this book that's out on Amazon now. And other than that, I'm pursuing um, my music, but I'm also really proud of this feature film that I just completed and we just sold actually to a company called New Day and it's a faith-based movie um, but I I don't want that to scare anyone because it's really it's really non-denominational when it comes to this film it's just about really having that faith and knowing that we all have a place and we're not alone and you know I always think it's funny it's you know it's like you know how, how do you make your whatever you believe in whether that's you know God or your higher power you know how do you make that laugh and it's like we'll tell them your plan because you know really you know we think we have our own plan and we think we're doing our own thing but I, I truly believe that we aren't alone and I think that there is you know something a higher power of God that's really watching over us and, and has our best interest at hand and it is up to us to kind of try to make it onto that path but the movie is called Crossroad and it's about 10 strangers that are all at a crossroad in their life. And I think they really, truly believe that they know which path they're going to go down. And they all end up at this diner, and the diner gets robbed. Oh, no. <laughs> and just craziness. And so what you thought you knew is just completely thrown out the window. Okay. And you have to really, yeah, you have to, you know, these people have to figure out, you know, where they're meant to be and what they thought they, you know, what's going on in their life, what they thought they were doing that was good or bad, they, they all have to kind of come to a different conclusion. And I'm just, I'm so excited about this film, and it, you know, should be out September or October of this year. That's really exciting. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon popped into my head when you said there were 10 strangers in a, in a place that got robbed. So yes. you're, you're like an updated um, Dog Day Afternoon without Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> I just love it. I love it. It has such a powerful, positive message, but it's not the kind of thing that shoves it down your throat. I can never read a book or watch a movie that is just really trying to be like the 10 steps, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just need, I need to subconsciously get it. And I think that I want to enjoy what I'm watching. And then when I leave, I want to know, or when I finish a book, I want to know, wow, I feel, I feel different. I feel like I, I got something out of it without even really knowing 
you know, you just get it through the story and through what the characters have gone through. And I think what you just said is, like, really, really important. It isn't that you're um, trying to preach something. It's that you're telling a story, and while telling the story, there just happens to be this message that, you know, feel good about yourself, trust the universe, you know, whatever. And you're not, you know, you're not whacking people over the head. Oh, if you're bad, you're going to go to whatever, and if you're good, you're going to go here. But it's how to live your life. And just telling stories about how different people have figured out how to live their lives. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think anyone wants to be, like, choked with anything. No. <laughs> it's no. not fun. And I think that, you know, when people start trying to, you know, shove stuff down, you, your, your natural, I think, reaction and inclination is just to shut down. Yep, you're not going to get it anyway. Yeah. Yep, they'll just push back if they think you're preaching to them. Now, to get back to your book, that's actually, that sounds, you know, really exciting, and you are, you know, so right. I mean, even if you watch the reality shows like American Idol or, you know, X Factor or any of that, you know, these folks come from, like you said, small towns where they're, you know, they're full of the enthusiasm, and, you know, everybody at church says, hey, you're the best singer, and, you know, you should go to Hollywood, or the local theater says you're a great actor, you know, you should go to Hollywood, and then, you know, you come from this big, you know, small town with a supportive environment, and you get tossed into the shark tank, and, you know, you have nowhere to, nowhere to turn or nobody to help you, so um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about how that book might be beneficial for folks? Well, I really, I really tried just to, you know, use what wisdom I had acquired, and I think that the most shocking thing, again, when I owned the agency, and I had over 400 models and actors on my roster, so I was really dealing with a lot of different personalities, but all the similarities were that were there was, you know, how people really weren't treating it like a business, mm-hmm. and that really shocked me, because I thought to myself, oh my gosh, you know, if you hired a plumber to come and fix a leak in your toilet, and they showed up, and they didn't have a single tool on their person, mm-hmm. would you really let that person in your home, like, really? Well, how are you going to fix it? I mean, everyone <laughs> needs tools, no matter mm-hmm. what you're doing. So, you know, if you're if you're a writer, you're going to you know, use, you know, an old-fashioned typewriter because that's what makes you feel good, or you're going to use your computer, but you have your certain software. Everyone needs their tools to get the job done, and actors and models are no different. I mean, models have portfolios, and and, and actors have headshots and resumes, and you know, singers have to have songs prepared, and actors have to have monologues prepared. It's just these kind of little things, and you know, even people had no idea, you know, what the cost of something was. Right. It really broke everything down. Like, listen, you know, um, you, you you know, if someone's asking you to pay this or pay that, this is that's really not the going rate. I really wanted people to understand what the going rate was, and I gave them resources of how to find wonderful headshot photographers and, and people like that. So I think it's just really a no-nonsense guide to try to um, not, you know, make the pitfalls that a lot of people were, were making that I had seen. And also a lot of safety because, unfortunately, you know, I was a key witness in a trial here in Los Angeles where a raider at cheerleader who was a friend of mine was killed by a photographer. Oh, no. And so, yes. And so it was really important for me to stress, you know, um, how, how safe it's, you always have to be safety first. So you always want to make sure that, you know, if your agency, you have to be with the regular agency. And if you're trying to get jobs on your own, 
there's a certain guidelines, you know. I right. mean, I know it probably sounds like common sense to you and I. Like, okay, yeah, don't meet someone at a hotel and don't mm-hmm. meet them after a certain time, business hours. But it's st- when people want that dream so badly. Yeah, they forget. It's just a common sense goes flying out the window. So that was really important as well for me to include that in the book. Well, and that's that's so true because. Uh, they'll be approached by, you know, like a newcomer will be approached by, you know, a very expensive photographer that's very well known and they'll think that, oh, well, if this guy photographs me, I'll be successful. And not knowing that if they haven't honed their skills yet, you know, they're just throwing their money away. And Absolutely. I mean, even so much as, you know, I even recently had a photographer that took a photo of me that was really highly retouched. And I didn't even really like it, but that was sort of the style. Right. And when they when they sent me the photos, I said, oh, my gosh, what happened? I mean, even <laughs> Where did I go? images, I was like, you don't even look like you have skin. All your pores are gone. It's just like it's sort of that Barbie effect. And that really freaked me out. And I said, well, gosh, can you pull back a little? And, and you know, he said, well, I work in layers. And I thought, well, how many layers did you put on there? <laughs> yeah, take some like, away. I mean, that's so freaky. So this photographer had taken this photo that was highly retouched. He retouched it more. And it was so weird to me because he said, this is what magazines are looking for. And I thought, well, no, she's not. beautiful. But I don't know who she is. He's like, I lengthened your neck and I thinned out your nose and I upped, I made your crutch shorter and your legs. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And that's the other big thing. It's like, okay, fine. We're in a world of retouching. And I understand that. If you go crazy retouching and then they call you in for an audition and you retouched yourself down to 19 and you're in your <laughs> 50s, I mean, you're wasting everyone's time. It's just yep. going to make people angry. And it's a very small town. So casting directors are friends with other casting directors and directors. And all they're going to do is go have drinks and margaritas and say, like, oh, so-and-so came in. And, you know, I thought they were going to be this. 5'11", and they came in, and, you know, they were 4'11", and <laughs> 30 years older. So, just a little kind of, and I try to make it funny and interesting, and so, you know, hopefully people will enjoy it. Now, let's talk about your um, other career, other than the book. Now, you said that you produced some movies. How did that come about? It's interesting. I was attached to uh, a film several years ago, and they, I started asking them questions, and it just sort of seemed like they just needed some help. I don't know. I I think that um, I've always really loved the business aspect of everything. I love being an artist and I love being creative, mm-hmm. but I also really want to understand. Um, so anytime I was ever on a set, I usually was not in my trailer. I was usually sitting behind the director. Even when I wrestled for the WWE, when I was a WWE diva, I would sit with Vince McMahon, who owned the company, and I wanted to really understand you know, how he was running the show and why he was, you know, telling camera A to go or camera B and why he was getting certain angles. And so um, just knowing the business, I started kind of figuring out that the script was wonderful, but there were just things that they were missing. And then they said, well, do you want to come on and help us produce? So that's really how that started is just my love of the business and really understanding the business from being on set and, you know, learning while I was, you know, waiting for my time to go be on camera. And then you also gave little helpful suggestions, and that's what got people's attention. It did, and I'm sure, you know, people think, 
I mean, I don't know that I could ever really be a director, but producing is, is really, it's, um, it's something that I, it just comes really naturally for me because it's just a matter of kind of putting a puzzle together. Mm-hmm. It's making sure you're getting the right crew and the right locations and you're trying to stay on budget and, you know, once all those little pieces come together, it's, um, it's just a beautiful thing to see the fruit of your labor and, you know, to see your film come together and, and see it get bought and people respond to it. Well, I know, I, I, is this like, is Crossroads going to be like a theatrical release or is it a small film release or how is that? You know, it's interesting. We're going to roll it out right now as uh, a, a DVD film. Okay. But that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that it won't go theatrical. I think that um, we may have a limited theatrical release, but right now, you know, for me, it was more important, you know, we had some deals on the table that, the movie could have gone theatrical, but I'm just such a big person on transparency. And mm-hmm. again, even with distribution companies, you have to be really careful because, you know, if they're not willing to show you their books, they're making deals on your behalf. Right. So if they're not willing to open up their books, okay, that's great. You know, oh, I got a theatrical release for the film, but, you know, to not make the money back and to not make the investors happy. And to make everyone else happy, it's it's kind of not worth it. So I, I was I was more um, excited to go with this company called New Day because they're a family-owned company and they have wonderful success with these types of movies. And you know we'll see what happens. You never know. You know we could end up in some theaters, but I think it was more important that we get the film out properly. And you know also make sure that we're getting um, getting paid at the same time. That's um, that's really cool. One the one of the reasons I asked is because you know I'm probably going to want to see this movie. So, <laughs> um, you, know you should go to go to crossroadthemovie.com and you can see the trailer and okay. then um, yeah. And our listeners might want to want you know might want to get it too. So we'll make sure we put that in the show notes too. Crossroadthemovie.com, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, and that's also a lot of what you said about the distribution and everything. I know you were talking about film, but that's also why a lot of people um, independently published their books. Now, was your book independently published or was it um, through a publishing house? No, I independently published it. Okay. And why don't you give yeah. us a feel for why you did that? Because obviously you have connections in places that a lot of our listeners don't have. And for you to go independent, um, I think it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I think for me, I I don't know that I would call myself a control freak, but I definitely like to know what's going on and what's happening. And I don't really like, you know, it's like that whole Wizard of Oz thing where this big booming voice is behind the curtain and you don't really have access. I, I think it also, you know, I was with one of the largest, I was with Ford Models when I was, you know, really in the, the, the height of my modeling career. And it was so great to say, oh, you know, I have the bragging rights of being, you know, one of the smallest girls to be signed by Ford. But, you know, I was just, I was so unaware of what was happening with my career. They were so unapproachable mm-hmm. at times. And I thought, gosh, I just don't, I think that's why I really always try to take the independent route because, you know, I I didn't have anyone telling me to go in and 
oh, you shouldn't be talking about, you know, that your friend, you know, was, was you know, killed. You should be, and I'm like, really? But that's real life. These things can happen. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone telling me to take that out of my book because it's, then it's not going to be as, you know, popular. It's a little bit taboo to have something like that because I thought that was really important that especially young girls that come out to Los Angeles would know. Absolutely. So things like that. Like I didn't want, you know, even with my music, you know, I, I just, my, my song just hit, you know, the billboard and people thought, oh my gosh, you're not, you know, you're with a label, but you're not signed by a huge label. How did that happen? And I'm like, well, you don't necessarily have to have these big things behind you. You just have to make sure that you believe and you love what you do and you promote it. And, you know, I think that I love what I do. I'm not doing it because um, it's for the money or for any other reason. And I think when I speak to people about it, they feel that passion and they know that I'm being honest. So, you know, I'm still going to have success even though I don't have a, you know, a big, you know, uh, publisher behind me. I don't have, you know, a huge, you know, Sony behind the film. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that people, I think it's more important that people get to hear you know, directly from me than to wonder, you know, Sony bought my movie, but then they shelved it. Yeah. Or I have a big publishing house that bought the book, but then it takes them three years to get it out, or yep. they don't let me publicize it the way I want, or, you know, I can't come and do a wonderful show like this because it's not, you know, in enough territory, you know, whatever it is. I don't want to be told yep. that I can't do that. That's That was one of the big factors. Well, and I think a lot of creative people are thinking along the same lines now. You know, in the past, traditional publishing was your only choice. Just like in filmmaking, you know, if you didn't have a big uh, name behind you, Sony or whoever, you couldn't make a film because you just didn't have the resources to do so. But with the advent in technology and with the way people consume things, you know, you can do a direct-to-DVD movie and have it be extremely successful and be in control of the distribution and be in control of the money and not be giving away, you know, a third to this party, a third to that party, and you're only left with, like, you know, 5 or 10%. And it's the same thing with books. You... Um, like you said, it might take them three years to put it out. They might not, you know, they might get distracted by something. Uh, they're going to tell you what content you can have in it. And, you know, even as even as uh, down to the details of the cover design. You know, I know someone who was traditionally published and he's like, well, I didn't pick that cover. And if I had my choice, I would have had, you know, a different cover. And I had to go with what the publishing house wanted. And then there's the whole thing that you sign away your rights, you know, if you don't look at your contract closely. Again, you know, this person couldn't use the material from that book for anything else because it was all signed over to the publisher. So, like you said, you know, you don't you don't think of yourself as a control freak, but pretty much all creative people want their baby to be the way they want it. Because, because it's so personal. It's not. Yeah. It's just a personal thing that came from your heart and from your mind. And you know whether that's a story or whether it's a you know a, a self help book, whatever it is. And you know again, you know I even think about how you know people wonder why on earth would um, would um, is it Twitter or Facebook that bought Instagram? I guess it was Facebook. Right? Facebook, yeah. Yeah. Why on earth? You know what I mean? Would they buy a company that wasn't worth? They were they were getting ready to come out with their own yep. Instagram. So all they did was buy the competition, so the competition couldn't take them down. Yep. 
so again, you know, you have a movie or you have a book that's similar in feel or genre, and they think, well, you know, we don't want this to compete with, you know, our star writer or whoever it is, and and then your book is done. You sign your rights off. No one is ever going to read it. And you yeah. know, you just, you know, I poured my heart and soul into this book. It was so important to me. Just every day, I thought, gosh, the questions that some of these people are asking me are just outrageous that they mm-hmm. don't know these things. And so I thought, oh gosh, you know, I wish. Believe me, I made plenty of mistakes and. Um, I'm sure I'm still making mistakes, but hopefully if I can prevent people from, you know, either getting hurt or you know, being taken advantage of it anyway, then I feel like, you know, I've done, I've done my, my duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your passion shows through for all of your different projects. And that's, that's what's exciting to me. Like just talking to you, I want, I want to read your book. I want to go see the movie. You said something about you've got music <laughs> You know, so even just hearing your voice, that's one of the reasons we're doing these podcasts is to get your voice out there so people can understand your process and that can also hear you and hear your passion. Um, One of the other things that's really difficult for authors that self-publish, a lot of them, is the marketing aspect of it. Um, It sounds like you know a lot about, you know, organizing and producing and, and marketing things. How did you go about marketing your book? Well, I had, um, I think an important thing that that I did was I made sure that I had a press release that, you know, got written and and got out there, and I always include it now in anything that I do. I have a magazine cover that's coming out next week for, um, it's a magazine called Step, and, you know, they talk about my music and the music hitting the billboard, but I still spoke about the book, and I still speak about the movie, so I always make sure I include it. Um, I think it is hard, but... You know, you also, you know, you see someone like 50 Cent who was not signed by a label and sold millions of copies of his CD really just standing on the street Mm -hmm. because he believed in himself. So where there's a will, there's a way. I mean, there's there's definitely companies out there that can help you market your stuff. And there's book shows that you can go to, um, you know, and, and... uh, great resources out there on the internet. I mean, thank goodness for the internet because pretty much everyone's on it, mm-hmm. and a lot of people get their information from it. So, um, again, I think if you're passionate and you have something that you believe in, there's a way to get it out there. I guess there was some story, and I don't remember who it is, but someone had taken a small ad out in like Reader's Digest. It was just the smallest. It was really not that expensive, and um, I think they ended up selling just millions and millions of copies of their book just from taking a small ad out. Wow. You know, yeah. So, you know, you just have to find your market. You have to, you know, it was the same thing when I was modeling. You know, for me to waste my time trying to be some fashion model walking the runways, was, it's, it's, I just had to be realistic about it. I wasn't, I'm not 5'9". Mm-hmm. And that wasn't my market, so... I think, you know, once you figure out your genre, then you have to figure out the best place to market that, you know. Okay. That's definitely my, the best tip that I can get. Because, you know, it's like if you if you have a comedy, you're not going to go to some horror festival. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. trying to sell your script, you're trying to sell, you know, you have to be realistic to figure out exactly, you know, where your market is and to make sure that you're reaching those people. I totally understand that. That is um, 
that, and that's something that people overlook so much. They just figure if I write my book, people, you know, like the, like the field of dreams. If I write my book and I put it on Amazon, people will find it and they will come. And, right. you know, they don't realize that, yes, you, you know, the first step is writing it. The second step is polishing it. The third step is getting it on Amazon or other distributions. And then the other step is you have to put yourself out there still and uh, help yourself sell your book. You have to market yourself because Amazon, although they need your book, you know, because they need to have things to sell, they have no reason to push your book over anybody else's. So you have to create your own, you have to reach out to your audience and push them to your book. Oh, and people have no idea. When you go to a bookstore, which are very, they're becoming more obsolete nowadays because of, you know, Kindle and some of these other things. But, you know, when you see those books on the end of, you know, the, the big display, that was paid for. Yeah. And, that, you know what I mean? Like, people don't understand, like, oh, it's, you know, it's like, no, no, they paid extra yeah. to be uh, in that visible location. I mean, there's so many things you can do. I was even, you know, recently I saw an email about, we have a thing called the Learning Annex out here. I'm not sure. If, if, yeah, you know, it's we have it here in New York, yeah. You know, and I even recently took a photography class at a local college. So, you know, if you have something that, you know, you're teaching someone, those are other ways to get, you know, your book out because you bring your books with you and you teach a small little, you know, course about whatever it is and, and then you can sell your book there, you know, market it that way. You know, that's a great idea. I've thought of going to some of the classes at the Learning Annex, and then, and then I've looked, and I'm like, well, I could teach that. I know enough about that. And I never thought about approaching them to actually do a class. That's that's brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, you just, you gotta, you, they're, they're, you know, the worst thing anyone's going to tell you is no, and that's yeah. not going to kill you. Right. So you really have nothing to lose, and that's always just been my, my motto is just, you just have to go for it. I mean, let them tell you no. Don't tell yourself no. Let <laughs> someone else be the one that's going to say that. But don't put, but don't put those, you know, obstacles in your own way. There's going to be enough real obstacles. Well, and you live in a city of obstacles, and you're in the business. You know, you're in a business that's full of obstacles. Um, you know, writing is probably the easiest thing for you to break into. Music is is much more difficult, and filmmaking you know, way more difficult than that. So, um, you know, you're, you're a perfect example of what happens when you just put yourself out there and don't let anyone telling you no stop you. You, uh, you realize that as a model, you know, you're shorter than average and no runway stuff, but it sounds like you did pretty well anyway. You were with the Ford agency. They don't take just anybody. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I was starving. I was starving when I was with them, but I was with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, it was the big machine. So, like you said, not only were people not accessible, but, you know, this person's taking a cut, this person's taking a cut, that person's taking a cut, and by the time it got down to you, there was only a little bit of money left out of the big fees you were charging. Uh, yeah, but it was good. That's That was my first introduction to really understanding your market, your market mm-hmm. as a model, your market as an actress. I mean, I, I would have, you know, guys I represented commercially, and they're like, I just want to do, you know, um, action movies. And I was like, well, why are you putting yourself in that box? Because people are going to box you in as it is. Don't do that. Don't just say, I only want to do this. I mean, how many action movies per year get made <laughs> and don't <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? You know, it's yeah. like, no, do, do everything. You get out there and see what you can do. But again, you know, I realized being with Ford, 
I need to be with a commercial print agency. I can't be with this, you know, high fashion agency. It's just not, it's not for me. I mean, it's wonderful. I booked a couple of jobs, but, you know, you show up and you're next to these girls that are giants compared to you. And I thought, what am I doing? Why am I here? You know, I'm with four, but I can't pay my mortgage. So I need to find someone who's going to actually send me out on jobs that I can book. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, a big eye-opener for me. And, you know, hopefully through my book, it can help some other people figure out, you know, what they're good at or, you know, what's not for them. Well, and your book needs to get out into the hands of the people in the small towns before they come to Hollywood so that they're prepared when they get here. And again, by the magic of the Internet or whatever, someone who is, you know, investigating going to Hollywood to be a star, now they start out with doing some research on the internet. And if they come across your book, that's going to be beneficial to them. And that's something that you put out there in the world. And, you know, hopefully people will find it because they need it. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) All right. Um, If you had one, now you've given a lot of great tips throughout the, um, throughout the podcast so far and I'm really grateful for that and I'm sure our listeners are if you had one thing to tell an author that was just starting out what would it be um I would say you know understand that like when it comes to the creative process and and getting you know you may write at you know the speed of lightning but it doesn't mean that everything else is going to happen that fast so you have to have a tremendous amount of patience when it comes to these things because not everyone's going to be on your, you know, your race car schedule. It's, you know, it's sometimes you have to wait for these decisions from these people or you have to wait for your press release. You have to wait for your, you know, I, I went ahead and I made sure that I had my book. Um, you know, I, I, I want to make sure there was no errors. Mm-hmm. before it went out because I think it's awful when you're reading a book and then you see a misspelling or, you know, some sort of grammatical error. So, you know, these things just take time. And I would say, you know, be persistent, but also make sure that you have the patience that it takes to see it through. To put out the best product that you can because that's your, like you said, it's very distracting if you're reading a book and the story is wonderful and then all of a sudden you come across lines that don't make sense or you know and you have to go back and reread them and you come across things that are uh just confusing because they didn't take that extra step and uh have an editor go through and look at it or you know even just other people in your family go through and read it so that's yeah, because a thing that you're gonna miss and then it's again you know because maybe you're reading a book and you're like oh you know and then you just sort of feel like oh it's sort of you don't feel it's as professional and then you stop believing I don't know, it's just, those, those are things that I come across, and I wanted to make sure that, you know, I didn't just, you know, halfway throw out some book without really making sure that everything was exactly how it needed to be. Well, and a lot of people get really excited. They, you know, they finish their first draft or their second draft, and they're like, oh, this is perfect, it's ready to go. And then... Let's publish it right now. <laughs> Let's publish it right now. And then they don't take... You know, I mean, any writing teacher is going to tell you, you know, even when you think it's perfect, put it away. Put put it away and don't look at it for a few weeks. And, right. you know, with the instantaneous things that we can do, don't take too much advantage of them because you might end up putting something out there that, that is less than perfect and you yourself will go read it. Uh, one of the other authors that we uh, interviewed in the past week um, said that she saw her book on the Kindle and she was like shocked because 
all of a sudden she saw things that she didn't see when she was reading it. She says, I don't know if it got converted somewhere in the formatting. I'm like, no, Kindle doesn't change your words. <laughs> right. <laughs> they change the way things look on the page, but they aren't going to change your words at all. So, you know, she immediately went through and did a, a re-edit and reloaded. But, you know, it's and she had a lot of people go through it, including a professional editor. So, you know, wow. always give it that last once over. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, well, it's been wonderful talking to you, and I hope we can follow up again uh, perhaps when your movie comes out. Um, I'd love to talk about how that process went. And um, I do know that we actually have some uh, script writers and people who write screenplays that um, that listen to our podcast as well as uh, fiction and nonfiction writers. So perhaps one time we can uh, do a podcast focusing on you know how to how to prepare a script the right way. If yeah, absolutely. I've 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 read hundreds of thousands, and most of them end up unfortunately not on the uh, not on the big screen. But um, but yeah, it's very important. I would love to talk more about it, especially when you know you know it's very dialogue driven. Mm-hmm. Really important to to make sure that that script is strong. All right. Awesome. Well, tell us again where people can find you on the Internet. Sure. Um, well, you can go to my official website, which is amyweber, with one B, dot com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, which is uh, at the real Amy Weber. And, again, Crossroad is uh, crossroadthemovie.com. The real Amy Weber. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I know. In this day and age, unfortunately, it's where you got to go. AmyWeber.com. Okay, great. Um, and then, of course, the book is on Amazon. It's okay. people looking. And tell us the, the title one more time. Sure. It's an insider's guide to making it in show business. Okay. The reason I had to do that is that a lot of our people listen through iTunes, and they okay. may not necessarily get to our show notes. So um, I'm going to encourage all of our listeners to please do go to bookgoodies.com and search for Amy Weber with one B. And you will be able to find um, this podcast and the links to where you can find all the rest of her wonderful things, um, including the movie and her music. We're going to make you send me a link to the music. (laughs) I will, for sure. Thank you so much. Um, We want to thank you for being on our podcast and giving us part of your day. And uh, we also would like to thank uh, geekcast.fm for hosting our podcasts. And you can also find Book Goodies on Twitter at Book Goodies and on Facebook at facebook.com slash bookgoodies. And if you'd like to be a guest, when you go to bookgoodies.com, there's a contact us link, and there's also a place where you can tell us about your books. And if you happen to be using uh, KDP Select, you can tell us about when your free Kindle days are. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks again, Amy. This has been really, really uh, fun podcast for me to do. And everybody get writing and have a great day.